This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. All right, Winning Plays Podcast is back. Chris Forsberg of NBC Sports Boston is back for the first time in March. I'm Brian Robb. Celtics are going out west. Get the coffee ready, guys. Get the... Uh, already got it. You already got Here it. Here we go. Chris is already putting himself to work, prepping himself for the, the 2 a.m. drive homes from <laughs> NBC Sports Need Boston him, yeah. Studios. But while well, I start, I'm, I'm gonna get it to you, Chris, because you, you you're the guest here. Do we want to start tying up loose ends with? The, I mean, we haven't talked about the KG ceremony. I know you did on the this uh, the Celtics Talk podcast with Abby earlier this week, but um, I'm gonna give you the option if you you want to start there, or do you want to start with Celtics West Coast trip, getting into where this team's at with? Let, let, let's start with West. There. Let's start with West Coast trip and how we're feeling about this team. It's funny that. That one, it's they were rolling, and then they had one little speed bump, and I feel like confidence meter went down a little bit. And uh, I don't think it's like I mean they make a couple more shots, they win that game, but it's just always it's like, damn Luca, stop, stop making, <laughs> stop making late game plays. But any any concern after that game? Well, that game didn't happen because no one talked about it afterwards <laughs> because there is the, I don't know if you saw Ray Allen arrived. Uh, there was mm. a lot of like KG got very teary. It's on on the one hand, it was one of those games where they were due for quote unquote due to lose one of these games. They've had like bad shooting games that they've they've won lately. And then, I mean, before that, what was their last loss? Like to the Pacers when they just shot the lights out. So uh, scheduled loss. Yes, maybe. But I I think the the worry from that game, though, for me is it it wasn't like a technically a fourth quarter collapse, but it was one another one of those like, all right, you're up, you're in position here. And then you went, you got stone cold, dry, you know, couldn't hit a thing down the stretch. Um, and that is ultimately if we, you know, write the obituary of the 2021, 20, my guess is that's going to be in the headline because Ooh. when do they go out of the playoffs? I'm guessing if they're going to lose and especially lose early, it's going to be because of that. And that's still an issue for this coaching staff, players, et cetera, whoever you want to point to for, the cause here, that's something that's going to have to be to, to watch here as they, as the opposition, you know, improves. I did enjoy that after months and months of us screaming, like, why isn't Peyton Pritchard playing that Ime then irrationally rode him? Yeah. Like deep into the fourth quarter. Sneaky um, storyline right there, I feel like. Yeah. And not I, the I, first time, too, in the last few weeks. And I get it. Maybe he's just trying to pump his tires. I don't know. But like, he didn't have it. And I guess the shooting wasn't as bad as I thought it was just that. He had so many that were like halfway down and popped out and, um, you know, Derek White obviously being being pretty cold lately from three point land. And so uh, that's in the spotlight a little bit more like Tatum. Definitely. I think the biggest thing that jumped out to me going back and and eventually like once the KG stuff all settled down, going back and watching the end of that game. Like when Luca makes the last drive and draws three defenders, he's just so damn patient. And he's like studying everything. He's looking where Al's going and then he throws it to Dinwiddie. Whereas when the Celtics were in that situation, Tatum was a little bit sped up. And I thought from like, you know, whether he thought the foul was coming on the last shot or like the turnover to Jalen when Jalen kind of, you know, came up probably a little too quick. And uh, I think that's just for me, that's what I keep going back to with this team is can in the fourth quarter of close games against good teams, will they find a way to win? And they've been better for sure lately, but I'm still just a little bit little bit hesitant i want to see them i want to you know and it's it feels so irrational to be like jason tatum just outdueled trey young john morant 
and Kevin Durant. And we're like, well, but he can't get past Luca. And it, like, that's just the high standard we hold them to right now. So uh, eager to see how they bounce back, especially considering, you know, tonight Golden State is got Draymond back and they're, they should be a lot more difficult than they've been in recent weeks. So uh, every game, I'm just kind of like, kind of sitting here waiting, like these, these multiple days off in between games are, are, are driving me nuts. It is. It's been, I mean, the Celtics, I had one of the, I think, fewest games left out of any team in the NBA in terms of just the schedule volume, which, which bodes well for, you know, resting up for this trip and, you know, having some fresh legs there for the likes of, you know, Al and Rob and, and some of the other, you know, older guys in this roster, not Rob, but just more Rob for, you know, keeping them healthy period. Mm-hmm. Um, but what else do you look for? I mean, to me, this trip and you, I mean, you brought it up there, the, the, the subplot of Payne Pritchard getting right at the end of the game and uh, like the Derek White situation right now, which yeah. is to me, I think it's what's your panic. Like, what's your panic meter on Derek White? It's honestly not that high. No, I, like for a guy that's shooting 24% for three, I'm, and this is not a knock on, on Emi at all because the Celtics just needed three point shooting that game. And, you know, I don't, you know, Payne hit a couple at the start of the fourth. So it's like, okay, let's, you know, mm-hmm. I'm all for like, you know, you know, ride the hot guy. And, you know, that, that kind of strategy has worked a lot in the last couple months. So go off it. At the same time, you know, when you can't score, like Derek White's damn good defensively too. So it's yeah. like, and I think you could see a couple of the breakdowns at the end of that game. It was like, um, you know, Peyton was late on a rotation and things like that. So you, you, I, your point, you're like, well, this is, you know, this is why Peyton Pritchard's the Benz player and you can't, you know, he might fit in well with the starters, but, you know, throwing him in the fire in that spot is, is going to make you look a little bit more vulnerable, but is at the same time, white is, you need better than 24% from three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it needs to happen. And so what's, what do you think is the main cause of that? But the, the, the issue is like, you look at his career numbers and it's like, well, this is like, I don't know how much better you can expect this to get um, just because he's just, that's why he was able to be available in the first place. I feel what, like uh, I can't load my, my internet browser without probably crashing my zoom windows. Cause I have a like 1984 MacBook. <laughs> um, what, what is, what is, uh, uh, what is our old friend uh, shooting in, in San Antonio on three pointers? Can you look that up while I'm, yes, while I'm rambling? I can. So, uh, so you know, I think we knew when he came in that Derek White was not known as like a knockdown shooter. And Brad expressed hope that, you know, much like Josh Richardson, that he would be able to hit more shots with more open looks here in Boston. It certainly streaky, like feels like he's, he's made some. Uh, but yeah, like it's maddening when he doesn't. But it's maddening when the whole team doesn't. You know, Grant is in a funk. You got Peyton Pritchard, who has the hot start, but then goes cold. And if I'm Tatum, did you see the, 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 uh, I think his his potential assists in that game was like 13 or 14 Oof. and and he finished with four assists and I know like people hate potential assists but it, it does matter like when you're yeah. nine off from your total and you only finished with four uh it shows that he was making the right plays most of the time like he had a couple bad passes that were a little bit off the mark that cross court to Marcus Smart in the final couple like two or three minutes there uh that won the Jalen that resulted in the turnover like if they're just a little bit more crisp in those situations they probably win that game uh, but yeah, to your point, like, uh, I think Derek White does a lot of good things out there, even when he's not making shots. And I'm not worried. Uh, he, he he still facilitates ball movement. He still at least keeps defenses honest because they know he's going to take that shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, he, and he just, he's more of a plus. And I think the, the numbers bear that out. Uh, but yeah, certainly you're like, you're just left clamoring with this team for any bit of knockdown shooting. 
and that that you know, like, look, Grant, Grant was doing it for a long stretch. He just he's everybody goes through these things, and it's more pronounced when the whole team goes whatever it was, uh, you know, twenty four percent shooting by on the three point arc. So, uh, don't want to get too up and down about it, but uh, do want to see them start make, taking advantage of those doubles a little bit more because now the the, the the book is sort of out, right? Like they say. Uh, once one team does it and it, it flusters you, you're not gonna you're gonna see it a whole bunch more. So how does the this team as a whole react to that attention? And it, it's not just Peyton Pritchard and Derek White and Grant Williams. It's like Jalen Brown has to take that as yeah. an affront when teams are are gonna get like leave him to go help, and he needs to be more aggressive. Do you think Jalen's healthy? Because I, I, I it doesn't look like he's 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 feeling quite like him. I and it's again. I say this with the caveat of he just had like one of the all time poster dunks over Maxi Kleber. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm like, is he healthy? I mean, he, he looked pretty springy, but uh, I don't get the sense that he's he's at 100 percent. Yeah. And, and I know you wrote on this uh, today at MEC Sports Boston a little bit. And it, it is like he hasn't had he's been, I'd say, pedestrian, if you will, mm. since he's come back, which is fine when you're winning. But it's certainly something where you look at what this team needs. And I think that the three point shot for him has been, I mean, he's, he's four of 23 in his last three games there. Like that's, that's a bit of a red flag. And so what are Celtics not named Tatum shooting on three pointers? Over I like mean, that? the last couple of games, cause like, and it was again, the, the win over the Pistons was, I mean, not that anyone cares about that, but they, <laughs> they shot pretty much just as bad in that game, but they got to the free throw line. They did, you yeah. know, they weren't overly relying on it. And then, Against Dallas, I don't know whether it's, you know, a better defense or they just, you know, those, you just can't turn on down threes for so often. But yeah. when the, the awareness of being like, okay, let's try to find other ways to, to get around this. But yeah, the, the last couple of games, uh, they, they must be, you know, shooting 10% from three outside of like Al <laughs> Horford and, and Tatum. But which is, which is crazy that we're throwing Al in that conversation now because Al's yeah. actually, you know, found, found his level a little bit, which is probably the most, like, if we're, I know we start off naturally a little bit pessimistic, but Al being able to knock down shots is just like a huge development for this team. Uh, it's just, I'm left wondering if when it matters most, if all these guys will be knocking down shots and big playoff moments we, and you start thinking ahead too, like, you know, whether the Celtics end up at three, four, five or whatever, they're probably on the road in round two role players play worse on the road. So like, are, are Grant Williams and Peyton Pritchard making those shots in big games? And so that, I guess, you know, uh, like I've said, I'm, 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 I'm trying to be, cause I just want to enjoy this, this whole, uh, this like improbable turnaround. And there's like so many positives that go along with it. And yet it's fun that we can sit here and, and nitpick about, uh, you know, what they need to do better because like, look, if they're going to compete, they, they got to get better in areas. Yes. And the fourth quarter, again, it's just like, they're going to be close games in the fourth quarter. And you showed against the Nets last week that, okay, this is, we can start to handle some adversity here and punch back in these situations, but that's not a good defense to do it against. And so and Dallas is, I think it was a wake up call being like, they, I mean, they're surprisingly to get to their credit. They're, they're like a top five defense this year. So it's unbelievable. It, which is crazy. You look at the personnel on the floor and you're like, how, but. Um, the more crazy thing to me is like, if you 
you look at the Celtics and the Mavericks, we were doing the numbers before, like in the pregame show before that game, and it, mirror image since uh, January 1st. Like one, two in defense. Mm-hmm. They're both struggling on offense, which is crazy because both teams were like really good offensively last year. Now, like, you know, roster were obviously different, but the the turnaround for them defensively with Luca out there, who I don't, you know, who obviously isn't a plus defender, uh, is is remarkable. And credit to them, they built like a, a really good roster. What I would, the only thing I, the other, the other thing I take away from that game, uh, because I know people are past it, but um when Luca passed out of those double teams and it wasn't just like the open shot to to Dinwiddie them making the extra pass was like really noticeable and something the Celtics need to do more often like when there's probably one or two instances per game where I say oh 86 Celtics like really moving that basketball but they could do that more and so you know little things like that I'd love to see and I'm sure Ime is yelling at them and screaming about it uh and also you need Rob Williams I mean I know they went small but like if you're going to get trapped, like, shouldn't you have Rob on the floor and creating a rim threat? And so I'll, I'll nitpick over, over things like that, but Rob has to stay out of foul trouble too. So it's on everybody. It is. And this will be, so we're going the four game West coast trip starting Wednesday night. What's to me, you look at where, I mean, I mean, two, two, two and two on the trip, I think is like a necessity yeah. no matter what, but I, I, right. I, I think that's a kind of a myth. I think three and one 100%. should be the should should be the goal. And yeah, like now the Warriors have Draymond back on a minutes limit, but you know, that's you know, you're well rested going into that matchup. Um, but I think just where and the the Nuggets are in such a bear of a schedule right now, they have had so many games lately, like you could get them in a pretty good spot. But mm-hmm. if you're serious about getting home court in the east, I think three and one has to is what you have to do here. Yeah. And how much are you willing to push for that? I would say a lot, Pete, because from a minute standpoint, because I mean, you can like with take Al, for instance, like I'm I'm penciling Al out for the OKC game already. So you can just like you can be like and while the case can be made like, well, you should you should play running that game because, you know, you're going to win that game. Like, no, they have you have Tice now literally for that game. And that should not be an issue um, in terms of like being playing him for heavy minutes whenever else you need him on this trip. But to me right now with the East standings, there's going to be so much jogging going on. You want to be in pole position to figure out what you want to do. You don't want to have to be like scrambling during that last chaotic week where you're facing all these good teams. If you can do your work early, life gets a lot simpler that last week where you can react to what's going on and still have a make your game plan regardless and say, okay, we have to win one of these last three games to get in the four or five slot that we want, as opposed to being like, well, well, we need to really, you know, get to work here if we want to avoid yeah. Milwaukee in the first round or Philly or whoever. And I mean, we can debate who like who you actually want to avoid at this point or not. But to me, that's you do your work now. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I think and I agree. I think like three and one is reasonable, despite sort of the back to backs and all that. Like Sacramento and Oklahoma City should just be wins. And so you just got to you got to steal one against golden state or, or Denver. And I do, I start, I do the same thing. I start wondering, like what we talk a lot about rest, but you look at the Celtic schedule, there's like a couple three day breaks in here at the end of March. Like it's pretty agreeable. And so if he may wants to just continue riding this, this like heavy rotation uh, with seven guys, eight guys, whatever it is, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. And you probably will be able to catch guys, some breaks. Although like, I say that and then all I think about is like last year against Oklahoma city and Moses Brown going for, you know, 17 <laughs> and 17. And so uh, their luck, their, their young players will, will have a big night that night and, and ruin that. So 
uh, I hope, I hope they just kind of, you know, just like you said, do your work now because the end of, it's going to be, it's just, everyone keeps saying like, where do you think they're going to land? I'm like, I have no, no clue. Like it's, it's so wonky the way these things are, are lining up and like, you know, will Cleveland fall into the play and will Toronto surge up? What will happen here with Brooklyn now? And so uh, I think you're just better off focusing and I hate the one game at a time cliche, but really like, all right, try to go three and one on this trip, come home, see where you're at. You know, like there'll be times to find rest if you need to at the finish line of the season, if, if you've done your work and, and you, you're like already locked in at three or four or whatever. Um, but yeah, you know, as long as the, uh, the matchups are lining up the right way, you know, I, I guess I don't worry too much about the home court as much of a, a nice luxury it would be. And probably, again, I start thinking like, you know, they probably, you just feel a lot more confident going into a series because if Chicago gets healthy, as much as we think they're, the Celtics would be a good matchup with there, uh, you just want every advantage you can have. Absolutely. And let's look at the standings though real quick because when you bring them up here for that, like... Did you get Josh Richardson's three-point percentage? Oh, Derek White? No, no, Josh Richardson. I want oh, yeah, Josh, Josh, oh, you want Josh Richardson? I'm oh, sorry. You thought you said Derek. Um, here, let me pull that up. Um, I just, I just want, I just want to, like, if he's shooting 41%, I'm going to. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, the Spurs are certainly scoring points, but they're giving up about a thousand. Ooh, you're not going to want to, you're not oh, going to no. want to hear his three point percentage. 43.5%. <laughs> I thought he was supposed to cool off down there. Uh, no, no. So he's, uh, he's up to 40% on the year. Wow. So well, that's uh... first off shouts to Josh Richardson. Cause I, I, when, when, when Brad was saying that he thought he would rebound this year, I thought it was, I thought it was just Brad kind of blowing smoke. And I think you're always hopeful that when you come to a team with, you know, maybe a better fit for you and open looks that they'll knock them down. So, you know, I guess you cross your fingers and just hope the more Derek white plays uh, despite history suggesting he's just not going to be a, you know, super consistent shooter that he gets to something around league average and you can live with that. Right. And so, I mean, Derek white, He's 30% on the season right now, 33% in his career. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you, you hope he just, he's getting that out of his system now if you're the Celtics. And then mm. by the time things matter a little bit more, um, they are getting good looks. Like that's getting, I yeah, going true. back to it, you know? Right. It's that time of year as college basketball takes center stage as a tournament is finally upon us. And if you're looking to wager this year, our sponsor, Bet Online, is the number one spot for all your updated odds information, along with great contests including the Braga contest where you have a chance to take home the top prize. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use that promo code CONS50 to get started. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your Vegas casino games. It's the fastest and easiest way to wager on all sports and games. BetOnline, where the game starts. And now back to the show. Right now, Celtics... Heading into this West Coast trip are in fifth place, a game, a half game behind the Bulls, a game behind the 76ers in the third seed, two games behind the Bucks, four and a half games behind the Heat at number one. In my shout mind, out, shout, first off, shout out. Yeah, Heat. Shout, <laughs> like, holy cow. I, 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 I just spent all season thinking they can't sustain with the injuries they've had and then not having their personnel. And I mean, it's wild how, how much they've just really run away with this thing. And yet, you know, for irrational reasons beyond me where we sit here and we're like, well, you know, that'd be a great second round matchup better than playing Milwaukee. And like, I, I truly feel that way, but it is just wild that how good they've been. Um, but yeah, just wow. finding, it's, it's, finding ways to do it with Max okay. Struess and Spolstra, maybe. Exactly. Yeah. Max Struess, Max Struess gets all the credit, right? I mean, he's, <laughs> he's, he's led the way. So 
it, it's it's sad though, but like oh yeah, they but they're still only two and a half games up for the one seed. It's like it, it feels kind of safe, but it's still mm. the the Bucks are rolling now. Um, they won seven of ten. I from the Celtics perspective, is it? Do you can? I think the best case scenario in my mind for them right now, and I think you want you want the Bucks to kind of separate themselves in that two seed. If like just looking at how the standings are, because that makes everything else much easier for you to figure out. Because if, because A, you don't have to chase that two seed, not that you would want in the first place. And B, you don't have to worry about the Bucks falling down to a potential first round matchup, which right. I think is honestly the worst case scenario, whether it's that's a three, six, four, five, like that would all be in play there. But if they, they, you know, they chase Miami, think they're going to get the one, they fall short, they get the two. Not only do you get the two, you have the Bucks, Nets placing each other in the first round, which is like a huge win for the Celtics and everyone else in the Eastern Conference, I feel like. Yeah, I, I go back to it. I think you're you're hunting Chicago in round one and you're hoping probably Miami instead of uh, uh, Milwaukee in round two. Not like assuming higher seeds went out, but um, yeah, it just makes it just, you know, that seems like the most agreeable path right now. And so, yeah, it's like any, if you can just get in, into a position where you're just kind of in the mix for three or four and you can shuffle if you need to and, you know, if you slip the five, fine. Um, you know, the disaster scenarios are are just watching the Bucks like throttle down or something and and slide to three or four. And um, you know, but like it's so weird. I think and most years I sit here and, and say, here's the here's the way it's gonna play out. And this year it's just I I, I can't even like start trying to project it because it, on a night to night basis it slides so much. Um, and even as we narrow down the, 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 what 15 games left on for most teams, I just can't, I can't tell you how it's going to play out. And there's so many head to heads and, uh, it will be a fascinating final month, one month from today. I think the playoffs start. So, uh, buckle up. Here's my last question for you on this though. Brooklyn mm-hmm. three and a half games behind the six seed right now with 13 to play any chance there. Any, like, mm-hmm. are you worried at all of them, you know, them sneaking into that six seed? Like probably not, but um, Kyrie scoring 60 and if they're healthy, like, you know, there's, I mean, it, it's not unfeasible and then it's going to create a hilarious trickle down effect <laughs> yeah. where no one wants to be the three seed. Right. So, so that's um, what I, you want to be, you, you want to be in a position to be like, figure out what you want to do. And in that no last clue. Week. I, and, and even so what's funny to me is that, okay, say Brooklyn doesn't get out of the play in bracket. So they're, they're just like at seven or, 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 or eight to finish this thing. You know, even if you're jockeying for one and two, are you confident they're going to win that first playing game right. and be yeah. the, be the, be the seven? Are you confident they might trip up and then have to win this? I mean, I don't envy everyone who's trying to, to play this. I think, and I think we've mentioned this before. What I, I do love is that while Brad would just kind of be like, we're going to win every game, pedal to the metal. Like, we don't care who we draw. We just want to be playing our best basketball. You know, Ime is going to be like, we're avoiding this team and we're avoiding that team. Yep. And he will play the game if he needs to. So uh, can't wait to see how it all and how it all unfolds. It could be some some real shenanigans down down the uh, I hope uh, I hope um, uh, Malik Fitz and uh, and, and Sam Hauser are, are have their 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 Nikes ready to go for for if they're needed in in certain situations. Forty minutes in Memphis on the last <laughs> game of the regular season, counting on it for both of them. Um, I love it, no matter what. But all right, let's uh, let's wrap up with a little KG Jersey retirement day talk. Nice. Um, I I thought it was very well done. To be honest, it was 
like comparing it to the pierce ceremony a few years ago i don't know mm-hmm. I, I guess they just like it and part of it obviously was the amount of i feel like there was more guys in the building for this one compared to that one sure. um i think the q a format was great like that just the the great what was your to- favorite what was your favorite overall part yeah i mean i, I think it's got to be the q a and then the spontaneous like ray yep. and pierce i mean that it, it was that was just it, it was organic it was it was and so that i think kind of separated i think it was a good setup for the day regardless but then you threw that on top of it like that subplot it just added you know more to it until and then tom brady said you know <laughs> screw screw kevin Garnett's career like i'm gonna make sure no one in the world talks about this uh how afterwards. how are you that oblivious like i would love to be tom brady and just be floating in, in such obscurity that i don't know that another new england legend is being honored and i'm just going to to i mean no nope. yeah i love tom one brady, thing to do it after like like five minutes left in the ceremony like no what's this is <laughs> we're dropping this we're making had, this go i had only i had only two problems with the ceremony i thought which yeah. I, I agree i thought they they knocked it out of the park you know Pierce obviously sort of did the whole holding the microphone thing at his own thing. But my, so one of my takeaways is did anyone tell Paul Pierce that I mean, was that was pretty wild. That was that for him to go with. Like, okay. Let's uh, like, Kevin. Hey D, my guy. What, uh, how about a guy? What, what is there to say about Kevin Garnett? <laughs> uh, I Yesterday we were doing Celtics post up and I compared it to uh, when Billy Madison gets asked about, you know, industrial revolution mm. And he's like, and, you know, he's really struggling at first. And then he thinks of the, the puppy that lost its way and, you know, goes off. And that was, to me, that was Pierce. Pierce had no clue what he was going to do. And I can't, I just can't wrap my head around it. Like did one, did like someone say to him, you're going to talk, but he thought maybe like it was going to be as a series of speakers and he could just go up there unprepared. Like clearly no one told him he was going to like, he even pointed at himself like me uh, and that he was going to be first out of the gate and that he would be the only player to talk and he makes the most sense given his connection to Kevin. I actually was surprised he didn't kind of just go down memory lane and be like, you know, I remember meeting Kevin and he, I mean, he eventually got there, but right. uh, it, it took him a little while. So, um, yeah, I go that, the opposite. That, I assume it's irrational confidence for Pierce. You're like, Hey, you're going to, you'll, you'll say something. And he'll, it was probably like a month ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine. And then he's like, Oh yeah, I got this. And uh, then it came up. Like, right. <laughs> like, Oh, Okay. Uh, yeah, like because Scal, I don't know, I don't know if you saw. Scal had like a little uh, Manila folder, and uh, he, he probably had six hundred questions just in case he had to cobble his way through. If, like if Garnett stonewalled him, uh, yep. so you know, prepare to succeed. Uh, I would love to get to a point in my life where I felt that sort of irrational confidence at um, uh, at an event of that magnitude. And I guess when your numbers hanging in the building and you can do no wrong, right. it's no big deal. Uh, and then if, if I think there's a New York Post story like Pierce. I had some more headlines the next day about introducing a new girlfriend and and all that. So, uh, you know, like Paul Pierce is living a life and uh, he's, he's happy. So uh, just ride it. Uh, Oh, actually I have three things I I had a problem with. So, all right. So that was one. Number one. Number two is uh, they gave him a gift basket of NFTs. Yeah. We got to talk about that. (laughs) Like, what are we doing? (laughs) um, I mean, maybe, Maybe KG is a big NFT guy and uh, maybe I'm just a hundred years old at this point and don't understand like what a picture of a monkey is for like, you know, collectibles. But uh, I will say I jokingly tweeted about it and now I have all these NFT bros like quote tweeting and being like, KG is one of us and I, I have no clue what's going on. But they're all picture. They're all posting these pictures, and they're all of random animals. And I, I don't know what's going on. Uh, but I hope KG, who KG really needs the money, 
So I hope, I hope these <laughs> things, I, I hope these things turn into something for him. And my only last uh, point, I meant to reply to you during, during the ceremony is I thought, I think they waited too long on Gino. Yeah. Because he, it, I don't know when would have been the right moment, but like, okay. So they knocked it out of the park within the air tonight during the whole pulling the curtain uh, um, banner up. And I thought it was fantastic. Uh, like having his daughters there was perfect. Like everything about like that, the, the banner going up was great. But then when Gino hit, um, he was already sort of like thanking everybody. And that was like the, the end of the ceremony. I think they should have built in a spot because he would have lost his mind if they did it in the right area. And like Scal asked him the question, I thought maybe it was going to hit at that point. Um, so, you know, but that's my only quibble just because yeah. I know how much he loves, loves Gino. And, and I thought maybe that they'd, they'd find a special way to, 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 to do that that's a really good point because like you said like he it when it came on it was like the ceremony was done done and so yeah. it was like everything was it was like background music as opposed to like exactly i don't think he even ever i don't think he yeah, ever saw the, yeah. the, the, the when it was on the jumbotron and then they they wiped it off the jumbotron pretty quick by the time right. he could have even looked up so just a, just a missed opportunity for those of us who uh whose entire existence during the the two, or the the mid mid 2008 to 2012 range was built around when a man in bell bottoms danced on the, the jumbotron so would you have put it in like made a spot for it during the q a and being I, like yeah so yeah, I, like, I honestly thought when scala asked him that it was going to hit and it was going to be like a moment of levity in the middle there and even then right. i will say i joke because I, I i was actually when i was thinking about it i was like i don't know if this is the right spot either because then you're kind of like you're breaking it up but i just thought maybe kevin hearing the beat in a quiet moment, we would be like, he would just start like looking around or whatever. <laughs> and I don't know, maybe could have back in the day, they had the dancers wearing the, you know, self, uh, the, 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 the homemade Gino shirts. I thought maybe they would come out or, you know, there'd be something. Um, but no, like, I mean, these are the quibbles because again, I, I much like I I'm lamenting what's going around with the Celtics. I thought the ceremony overall was uh, fantastic. And these are hard things to plan. Like you said, they learned from the peer ceremony. Um, I, love I remember that. nothing about that ceremony, like in terms of it was fine. I mean, I, they got, I remember that they got their ass kicked by the cast. So everyone was yes. like kind of bummed, but it seemed like a very it was fine, but it just seemed like very ordinary, generic, I guess. Yep. And so this this I feel like was more of and that might be the player, the, the people, the atmosphere. KG himself probably contributed to that, but it just seemed to be to go up a notch. So I, I completely agree. I think what also made it a little bit more special was that we I mean, it, it got postponed once for yeah. the pandemic that it, it ended up just like landing in probably like right as we come out of this mass mandates and like everything's just a little bit more normal. And I think we appreciate it a little bit more in these instances. Uh, but yeah, kudos. I thought, I thought they did a really good job. The other thing I would say is they need to stop scheduling tough opponents when they're yeah, that... like get, line up the wizards. Like who right. cares that way you can at least, uh, have a fun night and everyone, then the, the 21, 22 Celtics aren't sitting in the back row, all slumped in their chairs, uh, despondent about losing that game. And maybe you would actually get to play Gino at the end of the game. And then, then he really would have got to enjoy it. Uh, when they were up 13, I was like, here we go. This is good. This is perfect. Like beating a good team lopsided and, uh, you know, you can't plan these things. You got, uh, Celtics should have been a little bit after, especially after Jalen's dunk. I don't know how the energy in the building didn't just explode, uh, from that point, but, uh, one lingering question I do have for you, who's next? You know, we heard obviously um, KG and, and Paul say Ray's next. Uh, I think we all agree that's that's a terrible idea. But um, who 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 will be the next person that gets a, a number in the in the rafters? Danny Ainge. 
So I've made this case and people sort of mock me. Um, I, like 44 could go up three times. Mm. Ainge, Scalabrini. <laughs> I mean, Scalabrini yeah. <laughs> and Rob. So, you know, obviously, I don't know how you do that. How do you how do you put 44 up there while someone's wearing it? I don't know. Does Rob come out and do the, the Ray Bork and go to four? I mean, you know, four. I don't I don't know. I don't know how that works. But um, if but, they win, if they win a title, with, with the like team of the score, I think I think that's what Ainge needs to like, or at I least he's used to put Ainge up there. I, I, so I would make the case that Ainge already deserves to be up there, but he can't be the CEO of another team. Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. That's like down the line. So I guess the question is whether you know how long that that yeah, takes. Like, how, how long are we waiting? Right. You know, like I, I hate to be morbid, but like we can't <laughs> wait forever on some of these things. No, we just uh, need to do them. Yeah, and. Like, let's celebrate people now. Like, what right. does more does the man have to do? He won titles. He brought titles. He can he architect this thing. So, um, yeah, I, I think it, I think I, I can make a pretty strong case. I would say um, I, I wish I could give credit to someone who who brought this up. It, you know, one of the other pods this week said it. Um, it's time to just start putting names like in the rafters because um, it's just getting tough. Like these jerseys are out of circulation. We're literally talking about retiring a number of a man who's, whose Jersey is being worn right now. And uh, I would, I would love to see it. Like there are certainly some numbers that deserve never to be worn again. No one should ever wear 33 again, but um, no one should wear six, but um, you know, there's probably a couple more that could be in circulation. And I don't know the answer to that. Like I've never, I don't have, like, I don't think you can just start ripping down numbers. So maybe we're just, we're just in too deep, but uh, at some point, they've got to come up with something here. And I don't know. Didn't if just- some organizations start doing that, though? I'm sure, I feel like, I don't know if it's like a, a college one. Maybe it was a college team or something like that. Like, yeah, I mean, decided to start like, hey, hey well, let's, uh, you know, we need some more numbers here. So let's like so, hit the reset button. I'm trying to think like, so, I mean, the Patriots will just never give out 12 again. But do they have retired numbers? I'm trying to think like there's nothing. I mean, they do, but not like certainly not many. Um, right. So, you know, it's, I don't know, but like they've won a million Super Bowls now. So you could make the right. case that in yeah. 10 years from now, they could have an issue where, you know, and I know football cast change more than 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 basketball. But, um, you know, I just think these are these are going to be issues that teams we I mean, we didn't think about this in year 20 of the NBA or 30 of the year NBA. But now we're year 75 and it's like it's, it's becoming an issue. So uh, they need to figure that out. Uh, I do like some teams just do a ring of honor and there's a there's a difference between like who's up in the, the rafters versus who gets a little spot around there. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know the answer. The other one that I, that I, I would, I would, I'd make a case for it. And again, it's like, it's completely selfish, but like Gorman's got to be up there at some point, right? Ooh. 40, 40 years is the, the play-by-play voice. And there needs so, to be some kind of igno- like they, he needs to be acknowledged in the rafters at somehow for the, like, I agree. Like and, that, that kind of staple the organization. And he like crushed that ceremony. And, yep. Like, the, like did well, they had to get for- except for the mic. They had to give him a decent, they had his mic cracking for the first like five minutes. It's like, come on. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's beyond my pay grade. But right. all I know is, is that he was doing a great job, and you deal with the technology that you've got. Um, yeah, uh, I I, uh, I I hope I, I hope he he gets some sort of uh, tribute for for what he's done. He's the only you know he's the play by play voice of my generation, and uh, it, like the way Johnny most on the radio, uh, like I, I think he deserves some sort of spot up there. 
Uh, maybe we just, we start putting, you know, do you give Tommy another spot and with Johnny most and Gorman and, you know, however you want to do it. But um, these people that were, you know, indelible parts of your, your organization deserve to be, to be toasted. And then I think, you know, like the natural inclination is to say that, uh, the, the very next name, uh, the very next, uh, name that will go up there or number to go up there will be Deuce Tatum. Yes. Yeah. Well, how many, how many players on the current Celtics? You totally missed my joke. I said ready? Deuce Tatum, not, not Jason Tatum. No, I know. I, I, <laughs> okay, I, just, okay. I, <laughs> I just had this in the holster, but yeah, no, there's just, <laughs> right, right. how many kids of the future of the current Celtics will have Ooh. their names on the Raptors? Um, I mean, maybe one. I mean, I'm trying to think who else. What other kid do, would would be up there? I, Robert Williams. Robert Williams. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're gonna. I mean, I, I, become... I, I do think there was a time when you could have told me that because, like, it felt like the 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 before games it was all Celtics assistant coaches, kids, and Brad Stevens kids on the floor. Uh, so there there could have been a there could have been even more. Uh, Isaiah's two kids. Uh, oh yes. Uh, I wonder they, what they should right be up now. there for their their legendary press conferences. Uh, after after amazing voices. Games. Uh, someone did. I, said, I had someone say, if, "If Ray goes up, they need to put Isaiah up too." And I said, "All right, I'm, this, is, <laughs> this is this is why we're we're check out. We're done." Yeah, so I, I think it is a fun conversation, and it is like people are really passionate about it. But you start letting Ray get up there, then okay, are we putting Rondo up there? I mean, now right. Perks I mean, wants his number up there. Like, yeah, we, we just got to draw a line somewhere. Well, I think the fascinating one will be like if if Smart goes like twelve or thirteen mm. years in the Southern. I think that's going to be. A really fascinating one and and one that will ultimately be decided by like the banners that whether they wear or yeah. not rain or not and but that will be probably you know some are obvious some are not like tatum feels like an obvious one jalen will feel like a borderline one based on you know again how the winning goes and what happens yeah. and right and smart is like the potential life for Celtics or he could be playing for another team this year like next year like it's it could go either way it is wild it, he'll, he'll go up in the rafters and there will be like you know half Celtics fans will be like this is this absolutely had to happen and there'll be another half that are like <laughs> he didn't make enough three-pointers and he took too many shots yeah uh, and will be infuriated uh let's let's uh, I, I know you said you wanted to end on this but I, I want one more for you like am I irrational to think that like the modern Celtics should get some sort of motivation from watching that doesn't it hammer home and because i don't think we ever stop to just sort of really think about what winning a title means to like an organization and like again 2018 was super talented the biggest gripe is that they didn't win more than one but you win one and now glenn davis can run around rampant throughout boston <laughs> for an entire weekend and is celebrated so shouldn't if i'm sitting there watching that and you know well, James, while facing while facing federal charges by the way and Davis, it's like, no, it doesn't, you know, listen, we know, but it's okay. You want a title. So you, you get free reign here. It, it, it blows my mind. It's just, it's just, a, it's a, just a reminder that if you're willing to sacrifice, if you're willing to put in the hard work it takes to get to the finish line on one of these things, uh, it doesn't matter how many times you're an all-star. Like I cannot off the top of my head, tell you how many times that Paul Pierce was all NBA or all, you know, uh, or all-star or whatever. But what matters is I can tell you how many titles he won. And so uh, I hope, that as they're sitting there watching that and uh, shouts to my boy, Rob, we're going on Twitter right afterwards and saying motivation. Cause I'm glad someone was motivated by these things because you should be. And uh, uh, yeah, it's good. Good for them. I'm uh, I, I hope we'll see, you know, like KG didn't motivate them to a win on Sunday, it's true. Uh, but we'll, we'll see if maybe now they've had a, a six hour flight to think about it. If, uh, if it gives them some hope out West. You may just playing the ceremony 
on repeat on the a whole loop. plane ride on loop. It's like, guys, listen, this is here tonight this for six right straight hours. <laughs> we know. I mean, plane rides have solved things in the past for this team. So it's just, <laughs> it's I am I'm as guilty as anyone of writing uh, of that story. But I, I swear to God, just in my defense, and I, I'm going to get really defensive right now. Al Horford was emphatic on that West Coast trip that Kyrie Irving had saved that season with that plane ride. And uh, for that next like six days, it was amazing. And then straight to hell. Yeah. So <laughs> listen, luckily the uh, Suggs turnaround this season has lasted a little bit longer than that um, <laughs> plane ride turnaround of, of 2019. Um, yeah. But in the meantime, the games are coming fast and furious here. Chris, keep chugging coffee. We'll be watching you late night all week long. Gonna be mainline and um, this stuff. They'd stay up till three a.m. You guys have the game tonight, right? It's like shared. We with do, yeah. Guys. It's it's okay. also on another network, I believe. But we nah, need, you, you need to watch yeah, on yeah. NBC Sports Boston. We have ninety-seven people uh, it, on our pregame show tonight. Uh, Scal and 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 we're dealing Grandy uh, this week out west. So oh. it's, it's Scal and Grandy tonight on the call. And then uh, we got Eddie House, I believe, is in studio with me and Amina. So uh, I think Mannix might be. I don't know. Like Mannix, I think Mannix might be uh, somewhere too. Like just come hang out, watch our watch all the games on NBC Sports Boston. Just please, I have to beg sometimes. All right, you heard it first here. Uh, should be a fun trip. We'll be tuning in the whole way, and we'll be back with you guys next week here in the Wing Place Pod to uh, to break it all down.